Capital Market Insights from ICMA. So hi everyone, my name is Michael Sansa. I'm the Future Leader Chair. Uh, we are live today from the ICMA AGM in Vienna, where I'm joined today by Mayoka Hagen and Charles Tissier. And of course, Bertrand de Mazière, who will be speaking to us about uh, some questions. Uh, thank you for your time, Bertrand, and making it uh, today. Uh, yeah, we prepared a couple of uh, questions, but uh, of course, uh, we can take it, uh, take it uh, step by step. Uh, perhaps to, to kick off, uh, could you maybe explain to us and our listeners um, briefly how you started at the EIB, uh, how you have progressed to your current role, and maybe what your current role encompasses? Very well. So I'm uh, the uh, Director General for Finance at the European Investment Bank, uh, which basically means CFO. Uh, I joined EIB quite a long time ago already. Uh, I joined EIB in 2006 and I was basically headhunted, which actually is interesting because it shows you uh, how EIB is recruiting people. EIB is recruiting people uh, in the market, in the general market uh, of uh, possible employments for financial functions or banking functions. And uh, a bit regardless, I would say, of your, of your uh, certainly of your citizenship, because it is open to all the citizens of the EU, plus the citizens of some countries, the countries that uh, are um, officially uh, EU candidates, so you can work for, for the EIB if you are Turk or if you are from Serbia, for example. And, uh, we, um, and we also pay attention to your professional experience before. We tend not to hire that many first-timers. We, we have a special program for them, I'll, 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 I'll explain later but we mostly hire people who come with a professional experience. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and uh, I would say quite often, uh, we, we resort to headhunters. Um, in my case, uh, what seemed to have made it, so to speak, mm -hmm. was that uh, before joining the EIB, as, a, as again the, the CFO, I was the debt manager for the French Republic. Uh, and previously, I had uh, been the COO of a regulatory agency that I started from, uh, that was uh, created by the French uh, legislator, but that I had start to, had to, 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 to start from, from scratch. So I had some sort of experience in uh, setting up a, a new entity. And uh, I'm, uh, let's say, he came with a reasonable experience in uh, funding, in uh, treasury management, although it was a treasury of a state, which is a bit particular, in uh, regulatory, and in uh, uh, overall banking uh, legislation and regulation. Uh, but it could have been some, someone else, so it was an open, an open uh, competition. And so there's no recruitment, uh, I would say, based on the wishes of some member states to send Mm -hmm. uh, this on this person. We, 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 ma we are managed on that part exactly as a normal, uh, I would say, market enterprise. Um, I have one exception for those who could be interested one day is those who belong to the uh, circle of the president of EIB on its eight 
vice presidents. These ones are appointed by member states. So these ones are appointed for uh, reasons that can be their professional expertise, but also their former role in uh, public uh, or private administration. So this is uh, the way I joined EAB. Now you ask me uh, my, my um, career uh, development at EAB, I'm afraid to say it was, uh, I didn't develop at all <laughs> because I'm still in the same position 16 years after. Uh, nevertheless, the contents of the activity uh, changed a lot. Uh, in the 16 years I've been there, to give you a few examples, we initiated uh, the profile of EIB as a green bond issuer. We started mm. the issuance exactly. of green bonds. We, uh, I, I was instrumental in establishing the EIB uh, um, eligibility to the uh, operations of the euro system, so making EIB a real bank in terms of the relationship with other, let's say, the repo windows and so forth. Before that, it was not the case. Um, I structured and established a full-fledged middle office, uh, and so on and so on. So there are, there are a lot of things that you can do, even if you don't, uh, I would say, change your position uh, in the hierarchy uh, scale. Your role doesn't change, but basically the markets yeah, <laughs> make yeah, it exciting yeah, for market, you. Markets can make things quite exciting, sometimes, <laughs> a, bit, sometimes a bit tough as well. Uh, and there are certainly, certainly sources of concern. Uh, I must say that TIB is a, is a very nice institution to work for, uh, because for me, uh, well, I have to, to, to perhaps to specify that my background is basically public sector, public service. Um, I, I was used to be before a civil servant, which is not at all the majority at EAB. The, the vast majority of people don't come from the, the, the public service, but there are some of them. Uh, again, people are selected on the basis of what they can provide uh, independently or where they develop their, their professional expertise. But for me, uh, EIB uh, is a, a perfect mix of private and public, I would say, uh, environments. We are certainly public-minded. We are there to implement the policies of, of the EU. So it's definitely a policy-based institution, policy in the sense of action on, for the public good, mm. not for political life, of course. Uh, but we are managed as an enterprise is, uh, including for things that, uh, for me, were quite exotic when I joined EAV, uh, because we part of our compensation is is uh, variable, so it's a sort of a bonus that you may or may not have, which I never experienced in my life before. So it's a, it's a bit of a of a happy mix, so to speak, that I'm quite happy to be to be experiencing, and the fact that uh, the, the fact of working to, for, for Europe is what was my motivation, and I, I think uh, I can say it's the motivation of almost everybody at EAB. And you mentioned just at the beginning that uh, there is a special program or, or path from young Yes, people. indeed. So, uh, for for we have what we call a, a, a GRAD, G-R-A-D program, which is for, uh, meant for people that basically are um, ending the university. Uh, and we offer them defined 
time contract. Don't ask me exactly the, the details, but anyway, all the details are available on the website of EAV. I'll get back to the website uh, uh, more generally. But um, these people actually are treated as uh, EAV staff. They're, they're not, uh, so they're not reserved for, for I would say, uh, uh, less interesting or, uh, or special tasks. And uh, they can, out of this, uh, out of this uh, position, they can then develop into uh, EAB staff, or they can uh, choose to, to, to leave. Uh, obviously, there's a bit of uh, an element of a trial period as well, so uh, if it doesn't work so well, they will not stay with EAB. It's, 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 uh, it's our way to, uh, to include people without formal uh, professional past with us, or with a very short professional past. It's quite good for us because uh, obviously uh, these are people that are perhaps uh, more attuned than we can be when we are old timers like me with the new, uh, let's say, the new developments in terms of university research. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so, so, so typically we, you, you find them in fairly technical teams and it's also, uh, yes, it's also, I think, a normal service that TAB should uh, should uh, give to the community to also open its doors, even if it insists a lot on professional experience to open its doors to those with less professional experience. I mentioned the website because it's very important for those who would like to um, work at EAB to know that any job opening is posted on the website of EAB. So you are sure not to miss anything you are sure that you will not miss something that would have been open to some people without uh, without the public at large being uh, being addressed. Yeah. Either we develop internally, but when we open a post, not only f to internals, to insiders, but also outsiders, we post it systematically. Yeah. So basically, I invite people to look at the, the, the job uh, posts uh, regularly. On the EABs, on EAB and I should add EIF, the uh, European Investment Fund, which is more geared to those with uh, uh, professional experience in uh, uh, venture funds uh, and let's say the, 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 the fund uh, industry. Okay, um, well, you mentioned uh, a passion uh, for Europe, so following on that, I'm curious to hear. What is it about your job when you speak to friends or family that you're, let's say, the most proud of or, or that, that drives you in your day-to-day, -day, basically, uh, job? I must say that uh, something I'm, I'm, uh, I can relate to with uh, most people because it's relatively easy to understand and to explain is the, the green bond activity and the fact that uh, we were the inventors, my team and, and me were the inventors of green bonds. Um, and it's something that people can rather relate easily to, they can even uh, engage into, even if you're not totally expert, you can engage easily into this kind of, of activity. And it's what I really like about green bonds. It's that something that increases uh, the possibility of making everybody aware of uh, of uh, environmental issues. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, that's the reason why we uh, we call them. You know, the EABs, uh, Green mm -hmm. Bonds have a funny name, uh, Climate Awareness Bonds. Mm -hmm. But it was a name that was specifically chosen in two thousand seven. First of all, because 
we wanted to avoid the simple expression of green bond because we are already uh, conscious that that could be uh, greenwashing and we wanted to avoid this kind of a discussion. And also uh, we thought that what was uh, the, the, the object of the, the green bonds was not so much to uh, immediately increase the volume of finance that would go to climate, but to increase uh, the markets and uh, the public at, uh, of investors at large uh, awareness, precisely, mm -hmm. that climate was a serious issue and that climate should be considered. Yeah. And then they started uh, new investment policies and so forth. So that's probably the thing I'm uh, most... Uh, it's easier for me to, to speak uh, with. Otherwise, you know that yourself, to explain to your kids, okay, my kids are adults, but okay, when they were younger, to explain to them what is a, what is a swap or what is a hedge portfolio is uh, <laughs> not so easy. It's technical for birthday. Yeah. It's going to be difficult for mine. Yeah. But, but Bertrand, what I'm curious about is that um, as a future leader, like you mentioned that you worked 16 years for EIP now, in the same role, but of course, in an always changing environment. What is the, to your opinion, the yeah best capability to have? Like what made for you as a person the difference in the role for 16 years? It's a, it's a question that actually could attract two, uh, two, two, two different answers. The first answer I would like to give is it's not because I've been in the same post for 16 years that it's total immobility at EIB. I'm a bit the, the exception. So, uh, so, in fact, people who join EIB uh, are expected to stay in the post they are uh, reaching for, I would say, three years, something like that. But then it is rather well considered to be able to change to something else within the institution and ideally, ideally, even to go from, let's say, let's say that you join EIB as a risk manager officer, to then try your luck with, uh, so as an internal market, obviously, to try your luck with uh, becoming a, a banker, a lender officer, for example. Mm -hmm. So I'm a bit of an exception for that, I must say. Um, as for me, the, and the second part of the question is a bit more personal and a bit more difficult, but I think that the, the, what is a very important driver is the possibility to build something. And there, in a public institution like EIB, you have to adapt to a certain pace, a certain rhythm, meaning that when you join, uh, and you join as a head of a team, basically the team is imposed on you and you cannot change it. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have also to adapt to the team you find and then to play with time uh, for uh, changing or forming the team, to shape the team as you wish. So it's a bit different to some because I would not like to exaggerate the difference but I think that in the private world you have more possibility to change I would say uh, perhaps more uh, drastically when you arrive as a leader somewhere be it a leader of 10 people or a leader of uh, 1000 you have more margin of action initially you are even you have all these notions of the first three months and so forth when you can perhaps change people more uh, more uh, 
uh, easily than in a in a public institution where basically we don't dismiss people and, and, and personally I'm fine with that. Actually I like to work in an institution where everybody when dismissal is really something that is uh, <laughs> Let's say that you need it. you. It's a real award to your past <laughs> life to be to be dismissed, but to to so you have to. Uh, and I, frankly, when I joined, I joined with a team uh, of I had a team of uh, deputies. All of them had competed for the post, so I had to manage that. And all of them were very experienced people with extremely strong personalities, uh, whom I couldn't change at all. So <laughs> it was my job to also adapt to them, to make me, uh, to make myself accepted by them as a leader. And it's kind of exercise, I must say, uh, I, I rather enjoyed. Uh, I will invite you to, uh, to really uh, consider people that way and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, play with the people you find and not always dream of changing the people you find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, Building a team. It's a nice way. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe following on on uh, well on, on that you um, you mentioned that uh, well EIB as an institution is quite uh, eager for people to move around uh, evolve, but how do how do they approach that? Like how do they tackle that? Because I think it's one of the myths within banking that especially for young professionals, one once they grow into a into a role, um, which after six seven years you gain a, a bit of experience and seniority as mm-hmm. well. Are you then stuck? Do you move? It's, diff- it's difficult to then completely switch your career to something else. So uh, can you give a little bit of uh, insight on that? Yeah. Um, we don't have a structured system as, for example, the European Commission has, where people are obliged to uh, change after, mm-hmm. I think it's five years with them, I don't remember. So we don't have that. So it's really, uh, I would say, a situation of uh, internal open market when you, you look for uh, opportunities mm-hmm. and you can, be, you can be also invited to look at opportunities by people who would like to work with you. Um, you, we, we have uh, actually um, more or less formally, it's not totally formally defined, but we uh, see two broad families of evolution. One rather in terms of expertise, or you, you become the expert of the bank in a field. And one in terms of management, actually, and yeah. you 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 become the manager of a larger and larger teams, uh, and for us both are fine. And obviously, in terms, for example, of compensation, the expert can be better paid than the manager. It's it it happens uh, often. I think it's the same in many institutions. Actually, there's nothing Probably. strange that. Yeah, it's an open market. Uh, to say something, nevertheless, uh, which is that we are, we are driven by a, a very strong concern for, let's say, independence from any national preferences, meaning that similarly when you join EIB, so you may join head and or answering a job ad or both, but you will face a recruitment panel. Uh, so the recruitment is not made by only one person, mm. but actually a small group of person, and you are systematically, uh, I would say, 
uh, appraised against some competition. So we, we will not take someone only because there's only one applicant. Even with only one applicant, actually, we would rather uh, keep the position open and, and wait and look actively for other possible applicants. And that the same applies internally. So indeed, you have to accept when you join an institution like EAB that regularly when you change job, each time you will be a bit assessed against possible competitors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe one last question to end our podcast. We regard to, to our young professional community out there in the ICME Future Leaders. Uh, would you have any advice in terms of uh, career development uh, in EIB or uh, in general? Okay. No, <laughs> something that I've, I find very important is uh, nurture your network uh, and never let your network die out even if you're no longer working or interacting with them on a daily basis. It's very important to, I could say friends, it's not exactly the same thing as friendship in private life, but in, uh, in professional life you also develop some closeness to some people mm -hmm. and it's very important never to let them down. So, for example, if you leave your institution and join EIB, to continue to, yes, to see, to speak to, to exchange with uh, those who, whom you left behind, because you never know, you you will uh, will f you 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 will find them again. So I think that's very important, and that's the kind of advice that I can give also to my uh, children. Although one is a lawyer, and one is a is a doctor, so it was not exactly in the same field uh, as I am. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Well, uh, great, great hearing uh, all those insights. Thank you again for your time, uh, Bertrand de Mazière. And uh, yeah, look forward to meeting again in the future. Thank you uh, very much. The same, likewise. Merci beaucoup. Merci. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. For more ICMA podcasts and further information on capital markets, please visit our website, icmagroup.org.